0: This week, I get transported to a whole new world.
1: And I explain how important it is to get the hell out. Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett, and we watch anime. Garrett, welcome to a whole new world. We are entering the current era of anime and uh, a magical land offered to a lot, and I mean a lot, of new titles of anime, especially in the past two years. There, you will be transported to a land of wizards, swords, and busty cat girls, all for the price of a mission of getting hit by a truck. We are discussing this week a genre that it so saturates the market, it is getting, for whether deservedly so, a lot of blowback and that is the annoying world of isekai. But before we discuss what the heck that even means, give us a two-sentence trailer and what new fans can expect from this genre.
0: Kyle, in an attempt to be Aladdin showing Jasmine a whole new world, you've led me down a rabbit hole of things I find uninteresting and I did not have enough drugs to endure.
1: (laughs) I know, it's like... It, it, it's basically like uh the definition of insanity, it's like when you when you see the same thing over and over again and expecting a new result. That's that's what you get out of this genre. Yeah. And for some weird reason it is so popular so it,
0: it was yeah. like it was like a uh it, watching an assembly line of license plates <laughs> and in the background is like it's
1: it's redundancy it, it's it's like cynically made anime and i think for many reasons like i don't want to temper too many of our listeners expectation beforehand. i know we kind of give it away in the title but we're gonna be talking about the genre that has so many titles. I see it all the time, and every time I see the world, the word either a different world or isekai, I my, my teeth grind. But
0: you don't think of Sinbad, or <laughs> no,
1: I don't say I don't think of anything other than you know, uh, you know, a cat girl getting like really scared of a man in a big blue black sword charging at him, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh... You know, normal things. And uh, so this show is another explainer in which we talk about all of the different titles and variants that's going to come out of this genre. We did three, which I made you watch this week, three different series. Uh, Garrett, what are the different titles that we got to this week?
0: Uh, First, we kicked it off with Sword Art Online, Mm -hmm. which doesn't seem to make sense. So that sounds like a direct translation. Right. Um, The second one was Overlord. Mm -hmm. And the third one was so eloquently titled, That Time I Got Reincarnated as Slime.
1: Right. (laughs) It's just... Uh, it, it's you know how like punk music went from like these bands got called the ramones and then they got mm-hmm. a little longer with sex pistols eventually mm-hmm. we got to like taking back sundays and like cute is what we aim for mm-hmm. the names just get longer and longer and more right and and, and,
0: and they started like naming their songs uh what yeah. was like the most egregious one from fall out boy one, was uh was
1: it you, one you didn't don't like the most as uh, a one where he... my where my enemies are in for, oh, oh, family. champagne
0: for my real friends, real pain for my sham friends. I
1: know, and, or or, my, my lawyer, or lawyers made us change the name of the song so we wouldn't get sued, that kind of stuff. It's, yeah. it's like that, when I start to see that, I'm like, we're in the emo phase of, of anime, and I don't get too far <laughs> off. Um, on top of explaining what you watch this week, we're also sure. going to be doing a little bit of a quick check. You're going to give your thoughts on whether or not you want to imagine yourself in this world. Would you want to join this situation in the situations okay. that are coming? in? Would you want to be with the main protagonist? And what you're going to answer is whether it's ee which means good world, or ea Sekai, which means no world. So, so it's either ee Sekai, which is good, i-i-e-se-kai. ea Sekai is is no world. So you're saying you're saying good or bad. So it's it's I'm I'm doing my best to replicate Rhett and Lincoln. We'll see how do we, how do we do from there. <laughs> Before we begin, and we talk about the shows though, I want to kind of give a a quick explainer of what isekai is um it literally translates to a different or another world um it's usually found in the title too it's usually like this did this to a new world or i got killed and now i'm in a new world it's that kind of style and the genre is defined by in my mind three different points one is that the main protagonist through some accident is tr- transported somewhere that they are tr- truly unfamiliar with mm-hmm. usually it's in a game style the second one is that it's usually some sort of fantasy world or game world and the third is that their presence causes a real disruption of the world in which they're kind of like the main thing that changes history in that in that setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so before you got before we go into the things as well, um, what did you what was the general gist of it? What did you what are kind of some overarching themes that you were seeing when you were watching these?
0: So whoever wrote these, whoever came up with them, they are huge fans of two series. Mm-hmm. They are fans of Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm the PlayStation-based game from Square Enix, Mm -hmm. and they are massive fans of World of Warcraft from Blizzard. Right, And, and... Yeah. Yeah, if you took those two concepts and applied them to anime, I mean, it is the formula that they are using, and which we'll get more into.
1: Right, and the word formula is gonna be used a lot because a lot of this stuff is highly formulaic, and I think that's the real gripe that most fans have. Yeah. Um, and so as a new person, it's gonna be interesting your thoughts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's start with what I would like to consider the patient zero of this okay. genre. It wasn't until this show came out that we ended up getting a lot of these isekais come in, um, mm-hmm. and that is Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was a... I think that was the English... They use English as the actual translation. I don't think there's a okay. Japanese name for it. Um, and it's a light novel. So, obviously, you're going to notice there's going to be some edgy stuff in the middle of it. But it's a light mm-hmm. novel that ran from 2002 to 2008. And then the anime came out in 2017. That's what opened the floodgates and made all these things come out in which, you know nerd edgelords go out and, and win the girl because they're so good at video games. So
0: previous to Sword Art, Sword
1: Art Online,
0: you would find
1: Nary an example of this mm. type of anime? It wasn't as widely accepted. And then it got really big. It's like Attack on Titan. It just like gotcha. hit the world and everybody loved it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody felt like this is what everybody wants now. They want these video game style lives, you know? Right. So 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 tell me, Garrett... With Sword Art Online, the mm-hmm. the, the patient zero, so to speak, as I told you, what what is this show about? You, we went. I made you watch two episodes each, because as I said, much like with uh, the brother sister complex, did you get to, see? you're like, all right, I I've got enough of what I figured. Out. I get the gist of it, right? So, so what is Sword Art Online <laughs> about?
0: Okay, so Sword Art Online um, follows, and I have to admit to everyone out there, I watched of these three ep- uh, three series this week. I watched two episodes of each, so I'm gonna be a little bit rusty on the names. There's gonna be right. a lot of the protagonist, and that guy, and the one who wears the hood, and yeah. things
1: like of that nature. This is th- this this character easily could just be called Black Trenchcoat, the character. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Oh, it's Kikura. Isn't it Kikura?
1: Uh, it's Kirito. Uh, his name is Kirito, is what his, his name is. His Kirito. name is Kazuto, is his real name in real life, so yeah. Okay,
0: so Kirito. Uh, so the show starts with everyone logging on to this brand new game. All right. Mm-hmm. Imagine Blizzard is releasing its brand new expansion pack mm-hmm. for World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Everyone's lined up to buy it somehow for this game. Some reason everyone's on, There only 10,000 copies were available. Mm-hmm. So everyone puts it into their console or their gaming machine at home. And then they put on these VR helmets that hook them into this and everyone's kind of living in this world and and it's very new and there's people who are doing this for the very first time. They just bought it, Mm -hmm. but there's also a handful of very small percentage of people who are beta testers. So in addition Mm -hmm. to the people who went out and bought the game, there's a limited amount of people Mm -hmm. who were game testers uh, through Mm -hmm. the development phase Mm -hmm. and now they're a part of the actual game. And, Everyone is interacting with what's going on. And we see our lead uh, meet someone who is quite a bit of a hanger on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, teach me things. He goes by the name of yeah. Klein. Right, right, right. Which is like, you know, super slick. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, teach me how to use attacks. Again, so you're going to hear us use two terms a lot. First, there is Final Fantasy is an RPG which right. is a role-playing game, mm-hmm. and it's often a turn-based role-playing mm-hmm. game. And mm-hmm. for those who aren't familiar with that, Kyle, you can expound upon it if it's if mm-hmm. I'm incorrect, because I am not a fan of mm-hmm. RPGs. Especially... And I'm a
1: huge nerd for them! <laughs> <laughs> right. So, <laughs>
0: essentially, if you are in a video game and uh-huh. you come across a boss or a bad guy or whatever, mm-hmm. instead of hitting on your PlayStation controller, square to strike, Mm -hmm. triangle to kick, Mm -hmm. you actually have menu options and you select the things that you're going to do. Right. So this is sort of the world that they're living in, except it's virtual reality. And
1: there's no magic in this world, so they're really just operating with swords, which I thought was an interesting take, it was like...
0: There's no magic, but they like fly across a screen with like a laser blade, so like...
1: And what I think is interesting that, that like, I, I, I think is just so weird and that like no one in this world kind of accepted was, people are literally putting this virtual reality gear on and it essentially is like people are paying to go into comas.
0: Right, <laughs> so I, I wanted to bring this up. What this is really, there's a third property that needs to be rolled in here. Right. We've identified Final Fantasy, we've identified uh, World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Ernest Cline's Ready Player One.
1: Right, exactly. It's very much that, where people put on this thing, and then they kind of go into this world. Right, so, and, yeah. So, and,
0: so they're in this world, and this guy Klein, after he goes through a training session, he goes, "Ah, I have pizza being delivered at 5.30, so it's 5.24, let me get out of here. Bye-bye,
1: and he tries and to he, leave.
0: And he goes to click his menu, and there's no exit button. Now, the lead, he was one of the beta testers, and, or she, because again... There's some things where you're like, I have no idea how right. this person right. I suppose it doesn't matter for the sake of right. two episodes. And when they go to click the menu button, it's not there. And he's like, No, no, no! It's just it's in the menu and it's at the bottom. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong. Is it a bug? Well, mm-hmm. there's no announcements being made over the loudspeaker of this world that they're in, and suddenly everyone is teleported to this arena or coliseum looking mm-hmm. area and this character comes out wearing a hood very darth molly uh, except you can't like comes out head. like
1: red goo first it's like <laughs> and then like right. turns into like a basically like a giant like a piece of haggis and then he becomes like this red mage wizard of some sort yeah right
0: and this red mage wizard formerly haggis uh, <laughs> identifies themselves as, as the designer of the game mm-hmm. it also tells all of these people that there is no escaping this game. That you are playing this game Mm -hmm. to beat the game and there are 100 levels. And when you clear 100 levels, that's when you can leave. Mm -hmm. And he informs them, don't hope that your family members will find you in bed and pull the gear off of you because it emits microwaves and it will fry your brain. So if you die in the game, Mm -hmm. you die in real life, and he immediately informs them that within this first 10 minutes, Mm 213 of the 10,000 people have been killed and right. it's being reported or, upon all around the world that this is happening mm-hmm. uh, this was of course was my issue because I was like all right so the police the police are clearly gonna find this guy in real life and shut mm-hmm. this thing down but right 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 uh, but that's sort of the the platform that we start with
1: Right and I think what's interesting about this game it does have stakes it's basically like it's people trapped in a video game but with real death on the side yep. um I remember thinking when I watched this show I'm like oh this is kind of cool because I like the the kind of death game idea of this 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 genre I also like to think about uh th- that this this topic of like people subverting their their expectations when they go into fantasy worlds that like there's actually should be stakes you can't escape the world you can't escape your problems right. but if I think. He,
0: oh, and, and then he pulled the clever trick where, so as anyone knows, when you play a game, you can create your own avatar. You can make right. yourself look or be whoever you want. You could change genders. Mm-hmm. You could you could can be fat. You right. can be your muscular, avatar could be whoever you be, high, want. You can be not. Uh, and he gives everyone a mirror. So clever. Right. And when they look into it. They actually turn into what they really are in real life,
1: right? And so you see, like a big dude, like who's like who's like fat, and he's like, "I thought you were a girl." And he's like, "I thought you were 17. So it's like, you know, obviously the the, yeah. the incels have found yeah. each other, and like, <laughs> and they're definitely having yeah. trouble with like getting used to the fact that they're really being shown.
0: Now, um, I have to agree with you. I the death game concept is cool. Going yeah. back to battle royale, forget yeah. you, Hunger Games, right? Um, but. There are specific things in this show that if you're not into RPGs or, right. or, or open world games, right. the reference is lost on you. So when they find out that they're trapped in this world, our lead immediately says, we've got to leave the city. Mm-hmm. And the person he's talking to says, why? And he says, Oh, well, this is an open world game. So there's limited quests, there's limited resources. Mm-hmm. You've got to go out and collect all of these things before right. other people gobble them up. You always ask me about barriers to entry. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know about RPGs, then this is forget it. Right. Don't even watch the show. Right. Know? And
1: then and then not only that, but like there were some the big thing that it culminated that really made the show seem like you know, this is a, like a real legit, like almost like a thriller. Is they finally get found the first exit to the next floor, mm-hmm. and there's a big boss that they all try to get to. And they all just like, let's get together as a team. But then, like, they realize some people are beta testers, they're not telling who are new players, and that they're like, they're cheating and all that stuff. Yeah. And this kind of culminating me like someone actually getting murdered in front of everybody. And <laughs> so, the first got, one that we see murdered, I think. Mm-hmm, basically. And I love it because. <laughs> When they go through this thing and like they're they're going they have all this information, he's like, Oh my god, that's not this sword. It's this other sword. Watch out! Like in my mind, I'm like, was there really that big of a difference with this pig man having a different like weapon and stuff?
0: Yeah, that's not tarwall. That's
1: yeah. uh that's a rapier or some stupid thing like that. I was like, Does it really matter? It's a big pig, just stand back. And so the lead guy was trying who was also a beta tester, wanted DML? this final item. So he, so that he can, I don't know, like get the stupid coat that ends up being on Kirito's back. But yeah. like, I remember, like, I called this like the lamest final words of any person. Was like, he's and, like, I just wanted the final item. Make sure you get it. <laughs> it's like, I was like, I would be like, oh my god, I'm gonna actually die playing a video game curse my life i was a hostage to a man who put who had a microwave attached to my brain I'm, yeah. like like i would have cursed the fates that i was given this guy's like make sure you get the coat <laughs> and then he fades away and i was like right. that's just stupid and, and,
0: and you mentioned this so kyle i'm gonna ask you to explain a bit of terminology right. it came up in last week's episode right. and i sort of yesed yeah, and nodded yeah. ya, and I shouldn't do that because I should want to learn mm. new things. Could you explain right. for me and the people at home,
1: what is an edgelord? Ah, uh, yes. So an edgelord is like a joking internet way of explaining someone who is edgy to almost a comical level. Like, have you ever seen or played Final Fantasy 7 before? I've or, definitely or? seen the artwork. Like sure. the artwork. So we're talking like a big... A big sword, huge spiky hair, never yeah. smiling. Everything's dressed in black. Like they, they
0: have like a trench coat
1: with a collar like, that comes with a collar up really here. high. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's edgy to a comical level, and it's just to make fun of the person. Like, and they all have names like you know, Mystic Dragon it, or some stupid. thing. Like
0: that. in except in FF Seven, I think at that point they were trying to be legitimately cool.
1: Right, I don't, exactly. And it's like imagine how it like, becomes
0: self parody.
1: Right. When it's awa- so when you're now self aware of like the corniness of people who try to be too edgy. That's what an edgelord is. Like right. you know, they're always like got huge swords or big guns and they're like they're constantly grimacing and they're just like always like, I'm gonna be the silent guy and I'm not gonna do any So of my Would you
0: say that the game designer in grandma's boy <laughs> is an edgelord?
1: I'm guessing so, but he was less like edgy to a nerdy thing like like these, these are people who are legit, cool. Like cool. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: but it's just, it's just, okay. but it's like, like it's like a person being good waiter, but they work at tchotchkes or shenanigans, so they wear like way too many buttons. It's like that. Yeah, you know, that's what I would think is say an edge lord is in that way. But I would appreciate you clearing my point for it. The <laughs> second good. thing that I thought was really stupid, I thought was not cool at all, was they were like, "You're a beta tester, but you're also a cheater." we're gonna call you a beater. And he's like, <laughs> you are a beater. i like, beater, beater, beater. And he's like, I'm gonna own that title. It's like, that's my word now. You can't use that. I was like, that's so stupid. And I guess, I guess, you know, Japan things, you know, using English words, it's kind of edgy, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of stuff's like, how we use like things like weeaboo in, in, in our country. But I just was like, and he was like, and as he left with the code, he's like, yes, I'm a beater, don't you forget it. Edge Lord
0: out. <laughs> right. And by the way, when he gets to kill this boss, yeah. the the last item that he receives yeah. is a freaking black trench coat called right. like the Midnight Cloak or something like that's that. That's Edge Lord.
1: If you if you end up finding an item that's called the Midnight Cloak that has a collar higher than the bottom of your ear, then right. you are an Edge Lord. Well,
0: right by here. the way, the entire episode this character is completely relatable and you think and it's going cool. to be the hero yeah. and, and cool, but also kind of innocent. And then this cloak goes on and it's like, douche.
1: Right. It's like, he's like, like, like me in high school. Like I felt like I was a normal kid, but then I put my Finch shirt on and I felt like I was nice and an emo at that point. You know? <laughs> oh my
0: God, Finch.
1: Yeah. I love little Finch. Another thing that I thought was really funny is that like, mm-hmm it really shed a highlight on how bad it would be to actually be a woman in this world. Like, everybody's, like, everybody's cover's gone, and now all the female avatars turn into men. Imagine being, like, one of the few women. I mean, you get harassed in general. But imagine being Asuna. You're you're thinking, like, why is Asuna, who's the only female in this, basically, in this game, has to put on a hood and like yeah. hide herself because she's a woman. And right, it be
0: no like, of these ten thousand players, I would posit that nine thousand six hundred and fifty are men. Men. Like, and like it
1: would and knowing that you like you could touch them, hit them, like do whatever you uh-huh. want to them. It would probably not even be as like gentle as this as the show portrays. So right. I'm just like I'm, I can imagine like people going like Why is Asuna so like hidden and mystical? Well, because she's a girl playing a video game. It's gonna happen and. I wanna like credit there's this one um, YouTube channel that I watch that every week she shows, she's like, Oh my god, it's a girl's the name of the of the channel. And yeah. it's her just playing uh, you know, uh Rainbow Six Siege and mm-hmm. all the stuff that gets spewed at her from all the dudes that play it. And I just think about Asuna and like well, wh- how awful that would be. That's gotta be a really brutal thing to watch. I know, it's it's terrible. But um, so you so we can kind of close out on this show. Yeah. Um, would you say this is an EE, Sekai? Would you want to be Kirito in this context? Say you had the best advantages in this world. Would you still be part of it? Or is this an EA Sekai? Would you say, I am going to take this nerve gear off my head and I'm going to live in the actual real world? Mm-hmm. What do you say, E or EA? EA Sekai. So you don't like the idea of playing a video game with the prospect of death? No, I don't. I do like
0: the death game thing. I don't. I actually dig. I'm fine with the VR concept of right. getting caught in this world. Yeah. And 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 all of that, but the whole setup of basically being the aforementioned games that mm-hmm. we're we're going to repeat over and over again right. interests me 0%. I don't want right. to play them in real life now. I certainly I used to go to our mutual friend's house and watch him wander around worlds doing stupid stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm leveling up, I'm grinding, right, I'm right. grinding. No interest in doing that, 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 or that or living in that world.
1: I also think, you know what I, I want to liken it to? This show is like The Purge, the movie series. Mm-hmm. It is pretty much run just by the concept. You're in yeah. a game. Real, real You know, Death in the game means death in real life. Mm-hmm. You're, the character is like good because he's good at video games. But then after that, it becomes like every other story. So I will say, like, the, it has these really like these really good moments of it figuring out the human condition. But then it gets really shallow at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's not really worth watching. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, like, then, like, there's several, just want to let you know, there's several books that follow this show. Yep. that are in that where Kitty goes into different video games, not with the same, like, if you die here, die in real life, like, yeah. it fixes that problem, and one's called, uh, Gun Gale Online, which is like, a gun-based game, and there's one where you're like, Elf Online, where you, he's now a magical elf, it's just like, it it kind of kind of runs its course, and people still eat it up. It's one of those things, you know. So
0: now let me ask you: uh, as you have described this as the patient zero, the right. opening of the flood floodgates was Sword Art Online, right? For you, is it Ei Sakai or EA Sekai?
1: I mean, ever since I watched it, i been, it's an EA for me. Like I I not not just because of like the I could die thing, but because I feel like it is. It, it, I, I I watched the whole series. In fact, I watched even more so, like, mm-hmm. all the seasons. And I just thought to myself, like, there's just too much terminology being thrown out. There's just too much, like, randomness. I, I, I It does, doesn't have enough to keep me... A, it, 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 the only thing, that the thread that holds the show is the love story between between Kirito and Enosuna, and even that's weak sauce. So, I mean... It also, explain some weird moment. So, when
0: Kirito meets this character, Klein, mm-hmm. Klein says... You have a little sister in real life? What'd she look like? You have a little sister? She must be so hot, must be so hot. Oh my God, oh my God. And then after they look in the mirror and they revert to their real form, he hits on Kirito and says, hey, you're actually kind of my type. And Kirito says, oh yeah, you look better with that scruffy face anyway. What strange
1: exchange was that? I don't think it was anything other than like, we actually don't look half bad from, from having this thing done to us basically. Right. Like when you, when you saw the, the, the veil get lifted. So, so it's like... not
0: a legitimate patent. Right. Fine. Making a pass on him. No, it's, it's basically like, saying a, like a
1: joke that, Hey, in real
0: life, you're not a troll,
1: right? You're not only, are you a beater, but you're not busted. And that's the important thing in this game. But is he a master beater? Is He's he a, a master, master beater. Garrett, a dual a dual wielding master beater. <laughs> All right, we have to move on to the next show. Um, Once again, the next show that we are doing is Overlord, where we learn about the tales of Momonga, the demon lord. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Do you mean Momonga, or do you mean Skeletor?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was hoping at one point he was going to be like, (laughs) Beastman! Furry fool, you are mine. I'll drink your ass like wine. (laughs) Oh, shout out to all you CKY fans. Uh, So what is this show about? Is it, you know, how much is it drastically different from what we just watched with Sword Art Online? Like, what's the deal?
0: Uh, Same, (laughs) but more, so whereas um, uh, SAO is more the FF world. Right, right. This is more World of Warcraft with, I would say, a tinge of Mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. Right, exactly. uh, In terms of the characters
1: thrown in there. So because you're, you're kind of repeating the same story, what's this, why, how is this a little bit different than Sword Art Let me Art tell
0: you about this entirely unique and never thought of before plotline. Go ahead, Garrett. Whereas Sword Art Online is people being trapped in a video game by a malicious game designer. Right. In, in Overlord, we watch our lead character, uh, Mafungo, <laughs> the, the Dominican Platino's dish. We
1: <laughs> we're gonna, how about we like the rest of this this review anytime we want to bring up a mongrel let's just make make up something else like tatanka <laughs> yeah
0: so we find our lead character who looks strikingly like um uh skeletor and masters of the master of the universe but with like
1: a flashy uh... coat <laughs> You know, like with a big coat with huge, with like, you know, yeah. uh, business, p- powerful businesswoman shoulder pads. That,
0: that, lo- it looks like, I know, if you took 1980s businesswoman shoulder pads but made them out of like the, the horns of a steer. Or the shoulder pads like, go
1: above your ear, so it's just like, hello. <laughs> uh.
0: So this character, um, when we're first introduced to them, they're uh-huh. sitting in a conference room that has this big, sort of knights of the round table type feel with right. forty seats. And essentially, he was—I don't know if he was the leader of, but he was certainly a prominent member mm-hmm. of a guild in an online game. I think it's called like Iridel.
1: Yeah, it's it's called it's called. I'll spell it for you: Y G G D R A S I L. And it's actually, also- it,
0: it's pronounced. <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) in honor of Rosh Hashanah it's called a (laughs) Um, and and then also I thought it was really funny because like an MMORPG as we know it is a massive multiplayer online role-playing game but this is a DMMORPG it's a dive massively multiplayer online role-playing game which I'm like it's an adverb now it's like (laughs) not only we're going to be playing with a lot of people but we're going to be diving massively into this game oh my god I was like that's weird
0: so we come we come across this lead character and right. he he's in this empty room where there's one other person in it. And again, they are living in the, they are residing and playing in this virtual reality world. Right. Very similar and to he's sort been of online. playing this game for about ten years. Right. And the game is coming to an end. They're right. probably going on to a new version there's right. going to be an update mm-hmm. and so everyone sort of has to say goodbye to this world which if you've ever played video games like this that allow you high levels of customation right. it is very sad because you, if it's something you're passionate about i'm not going to make fun of it i work mm-hmm. countless hours on my golf swing Right, right. Other people work countless hours building these characters and mm-hmm. building these worlds mm-hmm. and now they've got to say goodbye to it. So It's like building lament- a
1: sandcastle for 10 years and then the big wave just comes in and washes it away. Right. It would and be he, disappointing.
0: And he's lamenting the, the loss of it and he right. sees one by one all of the other members of his guild uh, log off and he says, you know what? I got to wake up at four in the morning to go to work but... It's about to go offline. What could it hurt to to stay on until it goes offline and feel that momentous goodbye? Right. Wait, but when it goes offline, he doesn't wake up.
1: Oh no, he's stuck in the game, Garrett. Oh my God, he's stuck in the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mafungo,
1: <he's laughs> <waiting>. Otatanka. <laughs> so so. <laughs> I'm going to call him a Fungo. I don't even care what his name is. He, not only that, but, like, being such a nerd, it's, like, obviously that he's, like, an unpopular nerd in real life. He, yeah. like, goes through the settings of, like, the bat Because another thing that's really crazy about this is that he kind of plays as a bad guy. So he's, like, the chaotic character in Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. meaning, like, he plays as an evil person, but he right. does it... But it, it serves a purpose in the game, and yeah. they all made NPCs for some reason, and he, like, mm-hmm. went through the menu of, like, the big-breasted, uh, you know demon girl that he had as like his main squeeze and Adele, uh, Adela or Abella Bella right. or and he looked at the settings and the girl was set to bitch and <laughs> he decided to change it to is now in love with Mafungo, and he's right like, right, the, right before it right went before, offline right before he stayed as as shoulder pad Skeletor man um yeah. and this this show like I don't think you were gonna get a lot of the first two characters the first two shows but mm-hmm. it's interesting because for several reasons one is this kind of sets you up to the idea he's going to be an OP character. That's the first thing he's going to be. Right. He's so good at this game. He's only been mm-hmm. he's pretty much been playing this game for 10 years. Yeah. And he's now kind of an OP character operating in mm-hmm. this world. Um, yeah. One thing I also thought was interesting is that the guild that he had had two world rules. The first is that they had to be inhuman. So there's no heroes, no knights, no clerics, no yep. priests, none of that stuff. The second thing is they had to have real jobs. He goes, "You have to have stakes," and so <laughs> it was like, "You're going to play this game," and the rules are: if you're going to be in this guild, you got to have the probably get fired if you're going to do this game. That shows your commitment, right? Um, and so, yeah, and so, so uh, just to kind of button it off, he also wants to stage bad guy attacks so that he can now this time around be the hero of this world. So, right. Yeah.
0: Well, what's but what's really interesting about this is so. When he was playing with his friends, clearly they had some sort of hierarchy and who right. did what. Right. But now that he's alone in this world, um, he's surrounded by NPCs or non-playing characters. Right. Okay. Now, previous to the shutdown, these NPCs were command takers. Right. There was no independent thought. Like sit, bow, these, talk, that kind of stuff. Yeah. They, these characters essentially live in his fortress. They mm-hmm. do as they're told, all that. Right. When he wakes up, I'm not gonna say they have independent thought, right? but they have responses. And, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have to give them direct commands. Think about like playing a game with a DOS-based computer mm-hmm. and there's nothing vague. You right, had to tell right. it exactly what to do. Right. And that's what these characters were like. But now he can say, go out there and report back what you saw, or come up with an idea to, you know, Expand the defenses around. And they can the also fortress, like give word. thoughts.
1: They can have opinions. Yeah. They could but have loyalties. Like they legit. And every single NPC is loyal yeah. to our to um right. Mamonga, yeah. uh, Chikafunga, and um. Also, but... we have another thing that's interesting about this show is that um, in order to tr- t- truly test if you can interact with his NPCs, he decided. Now was a good time, Venny, to fondle one of his NPCs, and that was an interesting scene. I yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned before, there was yeah. a, an NPC that he noticed had been written in the code by someone else in his guild who designed this, this character that she was a B-I-T-C-H. And he's right. like, well, that's not very nice, but I'm just going to put is in love with Momonga, and in love right. with me, ha, ha, ha. Um, so when he wakes up in this new virtual reality right she is in love with him and he's like he's testing her responses to mm-hmm. what he's gonna say and he's like um may i touch your breast
1: and because she's set to in, is in love with ricky ticky tambo right. Nosar rambo chari bar ruchi Pip perry bambo <laughs> ricky ticky tabby <laughs> because she's been set to love this man yeah <laughs> Uh, she absolutely
0: says, go for it. And she's like drooling and her eyes go. And so he takes his claw-like hand, which by the way, I can imagine
1: being fondled by like a Skeletor hand too. You you know what
0: it reminded me of is I know she's like a demon hot girl and he looks like Skeletor, (laughs) but the hand looked like one of those claws that you get that you squeeze it and it's
1: got like the Terminator fingers at the end of it. Yes, it's exactly what it was like. And you get him at like the Liberty Science Center, like that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh,
0: so, so as he's contemplating how he can't believe she's reacting, he continues to like shake hands with her chest the entire time. Like he's like like, in a business meeting. And, and cooing and it's, it's, and then he realizes what he's done. He's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Um, there's also later on, she kind of gets into a, there's another female character Mm -hmm. uh, who also wants to have Skeletor's babies. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they're they're getting into like a fight over it about how if you really liked him your panties would be wet too uh that was a trip <laughs>
1: but it was and, and, she's he... like, and she's also like a lolly vampire which is just like
0: yeah yeah and with <laughs> but but they're throwing Why not. Out- Insults like you have breast implants. And I keep thinking, how you are virtual reality. You were created
1: fake. There's like a there's like a virtual reality Dr. Zizmor out there, or like <laughs> wait a minute, I didn't use <laughs> a skin angry. guy. I had to think of a noticeable doctor, and that's the one I came up with. Oh, so to put Sean a button... and,
0: Chris, Sean and Christian from Nip Tuck have yes, a okay uh, yeah
1: have an there's a virtual world. So once again, Garrett, we're going to get to our next question, which is the final one to button off the show. It's pretty much the same, save for a few differences. Is this an EE Seikai or an EA Seikai?
0: EE Seikai.
1: So you would want to be Skeletor in this world? You,
0: you... Uh, way more than the the previous show.
1: <laughs> uh, and you yeah, can make yeah. a lot of like bone jokes. <laughs> I mean,
0: right. And I mean, it might be a little lonely and I'm already starting to get the feeling that some of the NPC characters might start to have a little bit too much independent thought. Right, right. And ultimately turn on him. Um, but I don't know. This, in terms of the show in general, I would watch more episodes of this. Right. I found this funny. I mean, just the There's fact comedy that- in it. Right. SAO
1: has no comedy in it. It's... it's- right.
0: And like you said before... He plays sort of this badass character. At least that's what the character was. Mm-hmm. So when these cast, me- this other cast members, these NPCs were just subservient, he just gave instructions. Mm-hmm. But now he actually has to like act authoritative. So right. sometimes he's catching himself in like being too nice and being like,
1: Correct. oh, and it's just. And then he has to put on like a very deep voice when he's ready to talk. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah.
0: some it's, fun moments with it's, that. It's,
1: it's fun. And then just so you know, Garrett, if you're interested in this style of the getting isekai, but becoming an OP character, there's several other shows uh, called isekai cheat magician uh, who has basically it's a magician who got isekai mm-hmm. and uh, he now has cheat codes. And the second one's called how not to summon a demon Lord <laughs> uh, where two big breasted women decided to summon this character who got isekai as a demon Lord and accidentally make themselves slaves. So now he's the demon Lord's, Who's a, who has, now has two bussy slaves. So um, you're starting to see a pattern, I think. <laughs>
0: more <laughs> demons, more problems.
1: <laughs> so let's round this out, Garrett, into a very, I would say, unique and varied uh, experience when you watch the show Tensei Shitara Suraimu ken, which uh, translates to that time I got reincarnated as a slime or <laughs> champagne for my, my, my sham friends or whatever it was called.
0: So I have one question about this show. Right. Why didn't you tell me I needed to take mushrooms before before watching it? Because this was absurdity at it, at its peak.
1: And it, it was absurd. And I remember, like, because what, what I'm noticing when I was watching the anime of it, because I read the manga of this first, mm-hmm. um, and so when I read it, all that stuff that Good you treat. get of, like, the thing panning to, like, the, the computer voice That's like telling like, oh, this got activated or this thing, you're you're doing this. It's all text in the anime, in the manga. Yeah. But here it's like this, like, oh, you know, this neurotic like bouncing between the screens. And I thought that was too much too, but. Let's uh, not put
0: the cart before the horse. Right. Let me give you a little bit of background story. All right.
1: So tell me what it was like to, you know, what happened in that time that you got reincarnated as a slime, Garrett? All
0: right. So the show opens up with a really weird one minute vignette of either hiroshima or nagasaki getting
1: i remember when i watched i was like wait i don't remember this being a part of it and then i just moved on i was like i remember this part but i don't remember the first part i
0: thought you gave me i thought i picked the wrong anime
1: yeah me too i was like wait this is." i had the same thing here don't worry i was (laughs) like what is this happening
0: Right, so so we transition to our lead character who is a 37-year-old male in, in modern-day
1: Tokyo, so modern like day where Tokyo. I thought I started.
0: <laughs> uh, but dude's a virgin because he's never had a girlfriend, and if never. he really thought about his life in which he's normally content, he supposes that the one thing that would have made him happy was to have a girlfriend. Right. So he he meets his buddy in the street, and his buddy refers to him as senpai now senpai is a term of uh, affection but also deference
1: yes uh so uh the difference between so you probably like get hearing a lot of senseis and senpais and just for those out there listening uh a sensei is someone who has an actual like mastery or uh of a profession so when you heard aeromanga sensei that means that person has a mastery on the idea of like, so
0: being, like master splinter
1: is right exactly he's actually a sensei Splinter. they call- we actually call him splinter sensei and and this also includes teachers, it includes anybody, like doctors, it includes uh, anybody. So m- us in English would think it means teacher, but what it means is that you're, you're deferring to their skill. Yeah. Uh, you can say the chefs, you can say it to many people. When you say senpai, this is someone who is the same station as you, but mm-hmm. either they're older or higher up in the hierarchy. So this could be someone who is your, a year older than you in high school, all the way to, in this case, someone who works with you who maybe has worked two or three years more than you at the job right and it's showing deference to their soup uh the seniority basically okay so yeah long-winded answer but i think that hopefully explains it
0: all right so he meets his his uh friend in the street and his friend has his new fiance with him hello and uh uh the lead character is kind of like oh why is he introducing me to this girl i guess they they want to celebrate or something like that and and it's just sort of a very jovial uh, meeting. And his friend's like, hey, let's go to the restaurant. And then, like you do, there's a man running full speed down the sidewalk. Just like... Just an like, 8 ah! knife <laughs> Right. Just like... I mean, I hope that later on you find out that he's running with a purpose. Yeah. Because if not, he is just running down the street, not slashing people indiscriminately, but just like... I'm, I'm a unicorn with a <laughs> knife on my head, and whoever stands in my way is getting stabbed.
1: Is getting so, impaled. First, so first, the
0: fiancé
1: is standing in the way. So he was her, the – it looks like the intended target of right. the guy's, like, knife and stone then cold then stunners. Her, that he's her got man
0: goes, no, <laughs> boom. And yeah. pushes her. Yeah. But then the lead character goes, Kamara, No! Boom! Push, yeah. stands in the way and gets impaled. with up night, The guy immediately
1: turns around and
0: runs away. Ah! Yeah.
1: It is such a MacGuffin. Like, I don't know why. So, Garrett, I feel like before we go any further in this show, because that is a ridiculous premise to start with. Yeah. He's is like, is, I want to introduce you to a character that is, that is known in memetic culture and meme anime meme culture and mm-hmm. that's a character by the name of truck coon and uh, which is truck the, an actual um, english word for truck mm-hmm. and coon which is like a what you kind of like a, a, a fun way of saying someone's name so i call you garrett coon because we're friends we're in the same age okay and um so truck K U N. yes k-u-n yes it's one of the suffixes of the many suffixes that japan mm-hmm. has in this case truck coon is the way that like meme characters say of like that helps like, people that want to be protagonists in isekais get isekai'd. Like, it's like, hi, Truck Coon. He's like, you want to get isekai'd? And, like, runs them over. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yay, I'm going to get isekai'd. And, like, it's become such a joke of, like, yeah. guy who's, like, not important in life, kind of a loser, yep. gets, like, viciously killed. <laughs> well, Just it's... to make this thing move on to the reincarnation so, part.
0: So, you know what it kind of reminded me of very briefly right. was... For anyone who follows Batman out there, um, Bruce Wayne loses his parents at a very young age and sort of like for the longest time, the canon story was that they were leaving a performance early with his parents and in the alley, his parents were killed. Now, sort of in a truck coon type of way, depending on what movie or tv show you're watching right they manipulate that character right to move the story along because it was always supposed to be a nobody right. and then kim burton's batman came out and they said well no it's the joker right and then uh christian bale's batman was like oh no it was actually He's got a name. gangster He's got a, who worked yeah. for carmine falcone right and and then, so they just keep changing whoever this yeah. character is that killed Batman's parents to change the motivation of the story.
1: Right. And it's, it's, it's as I say, it's a true MacGuffin. It's just, it, only, it doesn't really matter, even though it's very eventful and something you want to pay attention to, it really doesn't matter. Like, he gets hit by a train. Who cares? Just get to the reincarnating part. Or yeah. he gets by a truck. Um, right. You know, some stupid thing like that. So, it's just so- to move on.
0: So, our lead character, who is, I think you put notes here, uh, uh, Saturo. Yeah. Saturo. (laughs) He's bleeding out on the ground. Dying.
1: With a smile on his face. Everywhere.
0: I was eating my sandwich from Wegmans (laughs) and being like, that's a lot of blood. (laughs) (laughs) And his dying words to his friend are go to my apartment. Take my hard drive out of my computer
1: and throw it in the bathtub. Garrett, let us make a blood pack today that you would do the same for me. That's what your friendship
0: <laughs> is. And like later on, he's he's like, oh man, I hope he didn't look at it first. Yeah. <laughs> so as he's writhing on the ground, right. this is where we transition to what you were talking about he starts experiencing sort of this inner monologue voiceover that in the anime is stylized as a computer voice. Like a, like a, very, yeah, like a
1: Siri. Yeah. Very a la Portal. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, even more so, like, like GLaDOS. Yeah.
0: Right, Gla- like GLaDOS in the video game Portal, for mm-hmm. those out there uh, who don't get the reference. And so he's like dying. He's like, oh, it's, it's too warm. And then it's like skill acquired. Thermal balance—he right. won't be warm or cold—and he's like, "Oh, the pain!" And it's like, skill acquired, pain management, inability to feel pain. Right. And so, while he's going through all these emotions and all mm-hmm. these things, and he, he's fading into darkness, right? He's a- acquiring skills, right? And eventually, he wakes
1: up in the form of a snot. <laughs> Or in RPG terms, which a slime is a very common, like, first-level care creature that you have to kill, like, 4,000 of. Is it? So, yeah, is exactly. It? Okay. Yeah, so they're, they're slime. He's a slime, also a.k.a. snot. And I guess because of his wishes of not wanting to feel pain, mm-hmm. being tolerant to heat, not wanting to get, like, stabbed again, basically, which I, anybody probably would. It's like, let me, let me make you this goo monster. Yeah, and so he is a slime, and... Then what that means is that like he starts as like duh, deaf blind <laughs> like he has like no abilities but at least like he's like impervious to stuff and right. and he, he goes from having this like manly 37-year-old male voice mm-hmm. to a like it's like little baby voice essentially right
0: so so he wakes up as a slime inside yeah. of a cave mm-hmm. and from this point through the next two episodes mm-hmm. it's as if we're in a
1: video game tutorial right exactly and like but like so much so that every little thing you do you level up to that's how like low level he is it's like yeah. you found a rock level one <laughs> like that kind of stuff <laughs> and he like kept, keeps eating more of these rocks and it's like you kept eating more rocks level two
0: and that's and another like, thing his ability as a slime is he can consume these materials right and he can store them inside of him but the size of him never changes right 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 i mean he can expand but in his regular traveling form it's not like no matter he could consume a boulder and he he remains
1: the same size right exactly so there is some flexibility to his life um he eventually gets his sight back because what he does is he meets i don't know a freaking dragon (laughs) (laughs) in this cave who he ends up befriending uh because the dragon's stuck in that cave.
0: Right, and the dragon has self-esteem issues.
1: Yes. Yeah. And you know what I, I, what I appreciate about the show is there was a lot of comedy in this. Well, it's yeah, like, he's like... this, like little snot talking to this like yeah. giant dragon. He's like, well, I guess you don't want to be my friend. I'll leave. And he's like, no, I want to be your friend. Like that right, kind of and, and the
0: dragon's like, oh, honestly, I don't, uh, I don't think my magic... I've been in here 300 years. I don't think it would have lasted another 100. Like and he's like, oh, what his tiny would happen if your magic... Ha- like, ha- what would happen if your magic ran out? And he's like, oh, it wouldn't be that big deal i just die. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was actually like a really funny, like interchange between these two, like very stark differently uh, yeah. creatures. And so, uh, and eventually uh, just to kind of help button off what happens in the show is the dragon says, I haven't been able to leave this cave and slime boy offers to eat him. Mm-hmm. And I'll carry you with me,
0: which won't kill
1: him. Right. Which won't kill him but i will you'll live within me and the dragon's like hell i don't want to be stuck in this cave anymore so why not go ahead and eat me slime man sure. and he goes well what about so but if if i'm eating you and you're in me what we can't just be individual names we got to come up with our own like personal one person right. name right right and he's like oh, i don't know what kind of name will we have storm no uh cuz you're the storm dragon uh, how about lightning no how about tempest and he asks Yay! the dragon and he goes he asks the dragon, hey, dragon, how about the name Tempest? Tempest is like, I don't like it. I love it! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually he gets eaten and he takes the dragon out. I don't really think we talk too much about the dragon, but then we run into the goblins who are, once again, other first level Well, no,
0: let, before we get there, on yeah. his way out of the cave, he then meets a snake. Who he kills and he gains their ability. Then he meets a centipede. Then he meets a spider. This he's just eating is new the friends. most horrific cave filled with monsters you have ever been in.
1: And he's just like walk a walk Pac manning every single one on his <laughs> way out. But eventually, like, the idea is that just to kind of give you a, a gist if you were going to think about whether hey, you're going to watch this hey. game, Wait, why have, what
0: did Pac Man and Fozzie Bear come together to create a character?
1: just like just like Pac-Man, Waka Waka. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that if I was to onomatopoeia Pac-Man's eating songs, he goes waka 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 waka. Okay. Right? And when all he dies he goes,
0: right. he goes roo, 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 roo. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Continues. Please. So
1: basically he goes out and he meets as he meets a good goblin clan, he meets all the other like low-level creatures and they're kind of, like, bullied by the adventurers of the world. And so he decides to kind of, like, be their, like, the peacemaker. He's like, I'm going to watch over you guys because I now have this freaking dragon in me. I can now be your leader. They're like, ooh, I can feel your aura. You're definitely a high character. So it's an interesting take on, like, the idea of, like, you start as, like, a nobody. And because you have, like, that empathy of being, like, a nobody, Mm -hmm. you can take on all these misfits. And, like, it kind of reverses the idea of, like, the adventurers getting beaten up by the outside world. It's like helping the outside world catch up and be friendly with the people. So I like it. It's an interesting show, but um uh you know, the question I would say is, Garrett, is this an EE Sekai? Would you want to be reincarnated as a slime? Um doesn't mean you have to be stabbed for this situation. Just to say that like when you die at the ripe old age of 107, mm-hmm. you, you come back, you know, as a as a slime. Is this an EE Sekai or an EA Seikai?
0: I think I'd need to, though I don't want to, watch more of the show to find out if he could ever gain some semblance of a human form
1: again. Spoiler alert, in episode four the answer is yes.
0: Okay, then it could be a Yi Sakai. (laughs) Okay, cool. If you stayed as a globule, uh,
1: you are an EA Sakai. (laughs) If I can no no longer have a penis, then that's an EA for me all the way. (laughs) I don't care how isekai I got. I'm not doing it. So, uh, uh, some other shows that follow the like weak character kind of like making their way, also having really long names as Death March to a Parallel World. Uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? As well as, so what if I'm a spider? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like follows like the, what if I was a goblin? What if I was a spider when I reincarnated? What happens if I started as, like, your shoe? It's like that kind of style of, like, show. I, it, it gets a little old, but at least this one lends itself to some comedy. I so- kind
0: of, it, as you're saying this, I wish they had this version of the show, but... <laughs> The, as your lead character, you would be that crab creature from One Punch Man?
1: Yeah, I'm just like... What happened if like, I, I became
0: top half crab, lower half human?
1: The reverse mermaid crab man? Yeah. We, <laughs> I think it's... I forgot what his name was, like Crabtar or something stupid like that. Crabtar. Yeah, Crablante, that was it. Oh, God. I, I would have been, been mad at myself if I forgot his name. So, Garrett, we are going to have two kind of weaving and Noob stores close scores to uh, close out yeah, our right. show. Instead of just scoring each individual show, what we're gonna do is first is you're gonna rank which one now that you know basically all these kai's are the same, but these kind of like different flavors. Which flavor do you prefer first? You know, is it the like the the moody cut type and sort of online? Is it the like OP character mm-hmm. or is it the like weak to strong character? Um, so how would you rank your shows on this?
0: Uh this is of course not indicative of quality but in style that appeals to me uh third place would be sword art online Mm -hmm. second place would be um slime and first place would be overlord in general these are not this is not a genre that speaks to me and So if I'm going to have to rank them, I'm going to go with what amused me and entertained me the most. Right, right, right. And in that way, Overlord was the most entertaining. Uh, You know, Slime was the most trippy and and had its moments. And SAO was the one that brought the least amount of entertainment to me.
1: Right, right, right. Um, I would honestly agree with you, save for switching slime and Overlord. Okay. Um, because I, once again, I read these first. I read uh, 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 how that time I got reincarnated as a slime.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and Overlord, and I think I appreciated slime more because it got to the point quicker. Mm-hmm. Overlord seems to like pull in this like you know I got this character now. I got this person that loves me. I got this person that respects me. And oh, what do I do with this world now that I'm part of it? it it's slower. It has its really cool moments, but mm-hmm. I, I tend to think that. The slime at least gets to the point quicker. If if even if like I'm gonna watch, read a dumb isekai again, like okay. I want to just like let's wrap it up, you know, like just yeah. get this thing moving. And Sword Art Online, I love, I appreciate, I appreciate what it did to the genre. I appreciate its place in in Western culture. Right. Um, I also love the memes that can't come out of it. You know, like you know, loving hating the on the edge lord and like yeah. hating like all the dumb things that come out of this genre now because of it. And I think. Just for that alone the jokes that come out of this I appreciate it so even though it's third place, I don't say as because it's bad so right
0: if you are into RPGs, which yeah. is a massive section of the uh, sec- section of the community at large, or if you're into MMO RPG, that's gonna be your number one
1: right yeah exactly because if you're, if you're, you're gonna if feel if you're like pers- it's
0: speaking to you.
1: And it's not too goofy, so you're like, "Oh man, this takes seriously this thing that I love," which I which I think is great, and I think a lot of that's why a lot of people like it. Um, so let's right. give it, let's give it a quick. Let's give Age the floors
0: are cool,
1: <laughs> and I got a big sword, man. Uh, so let's actually give us a score on the whole genre, right? And I would say for me, and this is a very prejudiced, this is a very prejudiced scoring. I give Isekai like a four point five, like this is the lowest score I'm going to give it. And I think for most fans, we're getting sick of it. It's like it's too many you're also getting to really weird things like one is that like he reincarnates with his mom and his mom somehow is a random like sword fighter who's better than him and so it's like this weird like oh mom you're ruining my game but she's also hot like it it, they like just like they they don't add too much to this thing Mm -hmm. it just kind of gets only slightly higher and it's just but there's just a lot of it it's like imagine if you're trying to make a a a cake and you can use three layers of thick cake or you can make like Four hundred crepes and get to the same height. I think the crepes yeah. is what they're doing with with Isekai, and I and I don't like it as much. I love video games, but I don't need an Isekai. I don't need a video game story. I do. I right. play video games for that, and I think you video games serve al- that.
0: You also could deal with one or two of them, right? But you don't need two hundred produced in the last five years,
1: right? And I also don't like. Also, weirdly enough, I don't like the like J.R. token style. I'm not a huge fan of elves and wizards and things. Like, I I'd prefer. Bite you know? your
0: tongue, sir. We played Elder Scrolls together.
1: But that here's the thing: how much of that was like, you know, there was there wasn't any dwarves, there wasn't any like my bow and my axe, like there's none of that. Yeah. But it was still kind of cool. I I don't know.
0: Joining I mean, like, thieves' guilds and executing yeah. missions. And...
1: It was it was fun and like I don't know. I just feel like I, I, that is not more my style. I like the fantasy aspect of Final Fantasy when it's not too that you know. Uh, yeah. You know elvish way of looking at it, so a uh, four point five for me, uh, if anybody's gonna you know hang me for that, I apologize, but that's that's literally my yeah. thoughts on it. What would you say for a noob for a new fan?
0: Uh, four mm. and it's a four because it's hyper formulaic. The barrier to entry is you have to like this mm-hmm. one style. Mm-hmm. And you have to want to see it over and over and you get over. Get the again. language.
1: You have to understand. Yeah, yeah. Means.
0: And you, you kind of feel out of it if
1: you don't get the references that are that are being made. Also, a lot of the shows are like in menu form. Like you're like, this is me going through a menu. Like I don't want to look at that. I don't need to look right. at it. Like I, get-
0: I. That's why I don't play those games.
1: I don't yeah. like selecting my move. Yeah, it's like imagine playing your your favorite sport, and it's like yeah. I'm going to do this swing.
0: Look, <laughs> I know two things about video games. I'm a button basher and in Madden, you always run fly
1: routes, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you find the fastest, you got a nine, nine speed and you just throw straight at him. Uh, yeah. So I, I would say, here's the thing. We're very specific people. We, we have our own tastes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Don't let it discourage you from it. I would say still go for it. If you want to know what this genre is all about, you're not going to really be able to avoid it. So you might as well pick one that you like You might mm-hmm. pick, might as well pick one that is interesting to you in some way, shape or form. Right. Um, but with that being said always, you know, I just it's just as important because we have we're pretty biased on this one to hear your thoughts. Is isekai the style that you actually really like and we're just kind of being too much of buddy duddies about it? Or is it something you kind of concur with that it's just an oversaturated, you know, too much of a mess, too formulaic thing that we thought it was? Let us know in the comments below cuz we really want us to continue the conversation about especially with something as controversial as this topic. Um, also follow us on uh, Anchor.fm as well as on Twitter, and make sure you give us a five star review on your on your anywhere your podcasts are found. Uh, before we close off the show, Garrett, uh, what are some last things your thoughts on Isekai in general? Uh,
0: they should do an Isekai with a character based on Bill Murray because <laughs> it, it is the Groundhog Day of anime it is. because it is the same day over
1: and over and over again with new ways to kill yourself. I can imagine, like, a Bill Murray with, like, a sword. Let's see how, let's make that, let's make that anime happen, Japan. Come on. He Uh, just whispers in Scarlett Johansson's ear. (laughs) So now Garrett and I are going to go play in traffic until we find Truck Toon and make our way right out into into our whole new world now and give you all a good. See you next week. Take care, y'all. Be well.